Welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second album from Kentucky singer-songwriter S.G. Goodman titled Teeth Marks, and it starts with the title track. In your city park, I held your hand as I crossed my heart, yeah, it did. Oh, you know, I did. Oh, you know, we left them there. We took a funeral march, they goodbye to you. It was the hardest part, but I did. Oh, you know, I did. I know you say that, ooh. Oh, maybe in time. Goodman is a singer-songwriter from Kentucky, and she got a ton of attention with her first album. This is her second, and she's just got a really unique kind of queer Southern voice that is not something we hear every day, and this album really grabbed me. Yeah, she talks about really, you know, wanting to claim a small town, like grew up in Western Kentucky, just really middle of nowhere, and has chosen to kind of continue to live there and feels like staying close to our roots informs her music. And I was not familiar with her. And I guess this, her first album had the misfortune of coming out like right at the start of the pandemic mm-hmm. in 2020. So she's finally able to bring out this new music and actually tour. And this music has such a wonderful, it's really simple. This track has barely a hint of percussion and yet we get these interludes where a very warm guitar sound is placed against this really super processed, screeching, really discordant, scary kind of string sound. And it gives it that edge that, you know, the dr- drums couldn't give it. Yeah, the production is really beautiful. This whole album is more rocking in some ways and more complex than her first album and it really seems like she's stretching her wings and that the second the next track we'll play the second song is really amps up kind of the the energy and it's called all my love is coming back to me
that's essentially about empathy and about loving the people around you, even though it might leave teeth marks on you. And I love the way this song just kind of sets up the idea of what comes around goes around. You know, it's just such a excited burst of, you know, the love that I give is coming back to me. Yeah, I think it's a great one-two punch because that first track is very much a feeling of kind of yearning without really satisfaction of kind of like I want love in my life and I'm not really getting it for whatever reason I, I don't think it's super specific and here it's again not super specific but there's this notion now I feel like I am the love that I need is going to come back to me and I love the positivity I love the energy here uh, the drums are just a blast and there's a few different drummers on this album I think this one is the drums from S. Knox Montgomery he does just a fantastic not very showy but it gets so much great energy and it's kind of a fun, somewhat old-fashioned, I feel like, production style of having the two dueling guitars, but one is really shoved over to the right, one is really shoved over to the left, and you get this sense of the ping-ponging conversation between the two of them, mm -hmm. and it's really fun. I, I like that there's kind of a little, you get a little hint of it at the section we played where uh, the left guitar has almost this little bit of a almost surf processing on it and this kind of echoing effect. And then the end of the song is this like minute long guitar jam where it gets really rollicking. It's super fun. And you really hear the kind of warble in her voice in this song. And she says that she grew up in the Southern Baptist Church and they would go to church like three or four times a week and singing in church and hearing the vocalist singing in church was kind of how she learned to sing or how she what she what was her example of singing and so they would do that a lot yeah it's it's this very kind of southern folk church country all of the not rock kind of vocal stylings and then an ultra ultra rock instrumental style and the two together is super fun and i love how you know i guess she's talked about a lot of these songs have percolated over time and really changed from the original concept to how that was recorded. And I just love the statement of this. She described this song as, it was born a rocker. <laughs> so the next track uh, gets a little more, I think, cosmic. It's called, When You Say It. of this it's so richly instrumented you get so much these little organ little just hints 
it's got a really nice baseline. Uh, we got drums from I think Kyle Spence, who's played with Kurt Vile and Harvey yeah. Milk, and it's then you've got this wonderful thing in the pre-chorus where it's just her voice wordlessly ooh, and then a kind of very echoing I think uh, pedal steel and then in the cho choruses you get kind of this really delicate piano again very right ear piano and then left ear more of that pedal steel and creating this very delicate plinking and then this very expansive uh, sort of kind of vibration and so when I described it as cosmic I think that sense of like this broad space and then with these little textures inside of it and it's you know I think you know I, I'm not going to try and get too much but it has that real sense in the in the lyrics of some you know searching for meaning we're like we're still learning we're just we're we're here in earth and eating food but then we're also trying to understand the world and it's uh, I think a beautiful sentiment and I just I I want to wrap it around me like a warm blanket yeah the instrumentation is really what made this album stand out for me and it kind of reminds me of Aaron Ray a little bit which we talked about several episodes ago insofar as it could be these songs could just be kind of straight up Americana with more of a country feel but the way that they're produced has gives them so much more body and makes them so much more interesting. And as someone who's not really an Americana fan, I think it makes it makes the songs much more accessible to a wider audience. Yeah, it's a, a wonderful range. And within, you know, across the songs, there is variation for sure. And then even within the songs, I think the disparate elements, her vocal stylings and really picking disparate elements together. I, I really enjoy it and I it, did not I was not bored and this was a very re-listable album uh, and I think we you know come from this as I said sort of searching for meaning is very abstract into I think a very sad and maybe a little more concrete as we hit kind of the heart of the record on this next track it's called If You Were Someone I Loved song after it forms kind of the heart of the album as you said and you noticed that on spotify maybe was it that these are actually stuck together into two yeah i think long track? i think on the album so on the vinyl it's just one track because there isn't a gap although there's about a minute and a half of or 
anyway, there's a really long outro, maybe about a minute of just instrumental at the end, then fading into the next track. Um, but then digitally, like I think on CD as well as in Spotify or the other streaming services, then they're separate tracks. So don't use shuffle because you'll get very confused. And it is, yeah, it is a very deceptive song because it's so kind of high energy. Mm -hmm. And it really, when I first heard it, I'm like, oh, this is really kind of fun. Yeah, kind of rollicking sing along. And then you realize, like, as I said, like I think a lot of the lyrics on this album are pretty oblique. And here it's pretty upfront of like, this especially in that second chorus of like well i would care about you but you're someone else's problem so Mm -hmm. you can just die of overdose and Mm -hmm. and these pharmaceutical companies just flooding these poor areas of the country with uh, opioids and it's like oh wow this is uh unsubtle yeah there's this this song and then a later song called work till i die that's very you know kind of the voice of the poor and downtrodden in a way that reminds me of like Lee Baines and the Glory Fires who are from Alabama and very much focus on the fact that, you know, Birmingham was the birthplace of the civil rights movement. And there are people in the South who are kind of the new South that's progressive and have a voice and want to see their homeland change. And I I count her among them. Yeah. And yeah, this is, you know, devastating. But as I said, it's like packaging it this darkness in such a palatable you know uh, putting it you know this bitter pill in a sweet package Mm -hmm. and yet yeah it is heartbreaking and as like you have this again really nice rollicking guitar and get more of these like a little bit in the left ear like extreme stereo separation and with her voice with that waver but still so strong and powerful and we go from that you know, pretty rollicking instrumentation into the next track, which is really the continuation of this track where the instrumentation fades away and it really is all about her voice and her message. And in the digital versions, it just becomes you are someone I love, but it's really just the second part of this track. Are you child? Just like a mama I covered you up Oh, I covered you up You were someone I loved You were someone I But you, child, just like a mama killed the world it covers you up. Oh, it covered you. So as we said, all the instrumentation drops out for this acapella, almost like an Appalachian dirge that's the flip side of If You Were Someone I Loved, where it's speaking from the point of view of someone burying their child or somebody that they loved who is 
the person who's kind of disregarded in the prior song. I, I take it. Yeah, I think that's pretty explicit where there's very much it is super repetitive, but it's there is this progression where it's all about this motif of the mama killdeer, or which it pronounced killdee, I guess, in in her southern rendition. Not a bird I was familiar with, but I guess famous for fluffing itself up to protect its babies. Is it? Um well, apparently you see them on the ground and yeah. they go. They do. They nest on the ground. Yeah, they nest on the ground. So, yeah, I just think she's been interviewed and talks about how, like, on these country roads, they think, oh, this uh, this road is a great place to put my nest. And then they're coming along <laughs> and then they're fluffing up, trying Aww. to protect their babies. It's kind of a, uh, a very evocative image. But, yeah, that it's like, yeah, I, I covered you up. Like, I tried to protect you. But then that I covered you up to protect you becomes the world sort of covering you up with you know deliberate ignorance and intentional sort of subjugation to these the you know the, again i think that the people in the long white coats and then they're the, the men in the white suits are come along and just sweep it all under the carpet mm-hmm. and then finally the dirt covers you up and mm-hmm. so it's it's a horrible progression of like i tried to love you i tried to protect you and the world was out to get you and now you're dead <laughs> And I think it's also, um, you know, I think the, the, these two songs also fit together with Work Until I Die, which is the next song we'll play. And, you know, they all just kind of speak from the voice of the, you know, her father was a sharecropper. She grew up farming. And this voice of this kind of rural Southern person who's been, you know, maybe not treated very well. Yeah. Yay, capitalism. Yes. Let's play that next. Corporate money in this town fills my plate till I fucking frown. Well, I'm back to the rhythm, work till I back to the rhythm. I'll work until I has an alternate writing credit because Matthew Rowan, who appears on a number of tracks on this record and I think also helped with production, uh, apparently uh, S.G. Goodman saw him perform this song live in an kind of early work in progress version and was so taken by it and then basically said to him, this song is great. I want to like work on it with you. And so they started collaborating on this song that he had mostly written, but then I think she added a lot of the vocal elements. And I, th- I think especially the 
that prayer at the end was something that she introduced. And so it is really a great progression of a song where it starts off and it's just kind of a this angry at the world in this sort of vague fashion of just like up oh, them's the breaks you work until you die and then it becomes increasingly pointed of like well it's not just the way it is they're the people who are making it this way and maybe capitalism is a problematic system and then it goes into that sort of outro of the song of the south and you get you know crumbs to chew and you know, bless the in the company's name, amen. Yeah, I was gonna say that outro with the repeated, like it almost sounds like a prayer. The bless this food to our bodies and our bodies to your service in the company's holy name, amen. Just does such a wonderful job of fusing this idea of you know a very religious tradition, especially in the South. And as I said, she grew up going to church multiple times per week, and this just kind of like blind devotion and how that's been co-opted by late stage capitalism and that you know just like you don't question the church you just give it everything that you have that's the same with you know your your boss or whoever is paying your bills yeah i've seen um described you know the american philosophy as being workism Mm -hmm. of just like assigning meaning to that and like oh that's just you do the work and that's important and it's it's to hear this prayer and it's not once not twice but eight times and with that increasingly discordant kind of screeching guitar sound in the background so unsettling and then kind of breaking apart and you hear just it's the song and then you hear the the prayer sort of the the call and response of the you know bless this food to our body and the, also the song of the south and it's very much anchored in a place anchored in a particular socioeconomic situation and so and catchy as hell too and pulled together with this really driving guitar riff that just really propels the song forward and great percussion and i think that also feels it it gives it the meaning of the song it underscores that kind of feeling of momentum of you're just like you know back in the rhythm of working and you don't really question it because you're just like repeating repeating and yeah this super repetitive bass line but very engrossing but just sorry bass not guitar yeah bass line and then but then the guitars on top of it yeah are having this incredibly textured interplay and so i think sg goodman matthew rowan both credited in guitar this on this track and so you can very much get that sense of like these two guitars having a conversation and it's so intricate that it feels like there's a third guitar in there i don't know maybe they also tracked in a third you can do all sorts of crazy stuff in the studio but it's so intricate sound i just i love the guitar sound on this album on the album generally but this track in particular yeah so the next song that we'll play takes it down a little bit it's called dead soldiers
But this song is is both incredibly simple in that it's just like these verses of describing watching a friend just drowning in alcohol and there's a lot of repetition and it's just kind of verse, 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 verse. And then finally something approaching a chorus in that catharsis that we hear really late in the song. And yet at the same time, it's also really dense. There's like so many different metaphors kind of fighting with each other. And yet somehow it works that there's the sort of saw of like, up oh, another dead soldier of the empty bottles or cans. And then also the this entire vision that we kind of saw the, this funeral pyre and that's like, oh, you're chopping these cans or like the logs you're chopping for your own funeral pyre. And then also this pouring gasoline on the flowers and just kind of poisoning the world with what's happening. And so it's it's a lot going on and yet it somehow works. Yeah, and I love the way that she starts out really kind of low, her voice is low and, you know, just kind of quiet. And then she just really opens up and you can see how powerful her voice can be when she wants it to be. And the fact that she is so restrained on a lot of these songs just kind of demonstrates her control over her instruments and her thoughtfulness in putting these songs together that she's not just belting it out um you know because that would kind of dilute the force when she does yeah it's a fantastic album i mean we're coming in to the home stretch here and the range of yeah the where she's able to be meditative where the limited instrumentation places where she lays it on thick where she's belting it out and the guitars are squealing and the drums are blasting and it is an intense experience both ways like it's a hell of an album i i had missed her first album and unfortunately i think we, we were uh did not catch her in austin this year but um you know i i look forward to her tour supporting this album because it's uh you know, these songs sound so good in the record, but you really get the sense of her power as a performer. And I would love to see that in the room with her. Yeah, she says that she, when she was composing this album, she thought more, a lot more about how they would sound live than she did on the first album. And I think that really comes through. There's just so much energy on the record that I think she's going to be really great live. Yeah, I think that obviously this is so produced and there's so many layered tracks that I'm not sure those don't always work in a live performance. But I think her talent, and I think she has talked about gathering a very talented touring uh, band behind her. So... Uh, fingers crossed they're coming to our town soon. And... So the next, the song that we'll go out with is called Keeper of the Time. And you've been listening to us discussing S.G. Goodman's second record called Teeth Marks. And you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. If it's not something you should carry Then you better set it loose It's not something you should carry It's taking hold of you It's not something you should carry And it wakes you
member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.